Hello, hello. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, so good. Happy August. I can't believe it's August. That's yes. insane to me. Where did summer go? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so there are actually five weeks this month, so I asked Maddie to do a little creepypasta for, for this week, and then we'll pick up with the with the paranormal and true crime next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I hope it's as good as the last one, because that one was, like, really creepy. Yeah, we're going to do another one by the same guy, so I hope you liked the one from last time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And without further ado, let's get started. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm. Woohoo. All right. So, yeah, same person as last time. Um, their handle on Reddit is B-R-Y-A-N-Y-97. Um, and it's the I Investigate Disturbing Cases Here Are My Stories series, and this one, we're skipping to part three, which is The Hermit, which, I mean, I don't know, shade to the second part, we'll probably get there at some point, but I don't know. We'll find our way back to it, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to skip around a little bit. (laughs) The Hermit sounds like a fun title, too. Yeah, it does. Very intriguing. Yeah. All right. So here we go, I guess. Um, there's a famous quote by Robert Evans. There are three sides to a story. Yours, mine, and the truth. In my line of work, you come to realize that the truth is rarely an objective perspective. For example, a bloody fight is the result of an argument. One, one side claims self-defense, the other claims a brutal attack. A camera shows a man striking another in the heat of the moment. Case closed, right? The truth stored in that digital medium. No. When you look further, what, do you, what do you find? A lifelong friendship, betrayal, months of tension threats, a boil over. Maybe the attacker truly believed his life was in danger and mistook the slightest movement as the beginning of a punch. Perhaps he just let his anger at the situation get the best of him. Maybe a mix of both. What's the objective truth here? And whom is that truth valid? Oh, and for whom is that truth valid? When you're a cop, understanding these nuances and truth is critical, and understanding the power those nuances can have is even more important. Not only when we have to discern whether or not someone's re- recollection of events is accurate, but when we lie to achieve a specific response. It's all something you become very familiar with. For me and my investigations in particular, this was especially true. Since my investigations, of whom I've dubbed as the Watcher, have been assigned to numerous cases... Okay, that's the second um, one. Okay. What was the first one called again? Uh, the, the Tall... Oh, the tall yes, woman. The Tall Woman. Creepy. Um... Many were either uneventful or too out of control to do much more than make an unofficial official report. However, during this time, Officer Ryan somehow managed to get into the Chief's good graces while I was bouncing between the real crime cases and looking at unusual occurrences. He, in turn, earned the opportunity to tag along on some of my investigations. In one instance, we even took a trip to what is easily the creepiest amusement park I've ever visited. I believe the name of it was Cheesy's World. Like Chuck E. Cheese? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Um, honestly, we could only spend about 10 minutes there before mutually deciding to nope out and just tell the chief that everything was on the up and up. <laughs> love it. It's relatable. <laughs> I'm not sure if Cheesy is even still around, but either way, I'm not really the guy to tell the story place. Wait, to tell... I don't know. Okay. 
Um, the point being, Officer Ryan and I had spent what was becoming a considerable amount of time together, and admittedly, the guy was starting to grow on me. A friendship? Yeah. Because of that relationship, I asked him personally on my next case. Okay, a friendship. Yeah. A local hospital had called about a man trespassing in the mental health ward. Oh, boy. Why would you trespass there? What? I have a feeling it's going to be something creepy. <laughs> Probably. Um, oh, boy. Okay, supposedly someone had been spotted inside the ward multiple times. One oh. account from a patient even suggested that the man had been sitting on the ceiling. Oh! At first, these I accounts weren't that. taken too seriously. But when one of the security guards spotted a naked man scale a wall <laughs> and climb into a small vent on the ceiling, we got called. Excuse me? Yeah, that would probably do it. That would do it for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I arguably, I feel like a mental ward is the best place to be a paranormal thing because yeah. people won't take you seriously. Yeah, but still, true. that's real creepy. Mm-hmm. That's that's also the best best for whatever paranormal being, but worst for the people around them because they're oh, in sure. a fragile state. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Typically, patrol officers respond to these types of calls. However, when information on the stranger accounts of this man was made made its way up the chain of command, I was called in. From an inhumanely loud scream to seemingly materializing into locked rooms, my interest was immediately piqued along with my disgust. I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Intrigued, but also disgusted. Um, when Officer Ryan and I pulled up to the hospital, things were already in motion. Explanations for why we needed to evacuate the floor and bring in multiple officers were already given. And on our arrival, we were escorted down a set of hallways that led into the mental health ward. The security guard escorting us referred to it as the old hospital. Apparently, it used to be the primary set of buildings. As the hospital decided to modernize and expand, they built a new set of buildings on top of the old. This was good for the hospital in general, but it left the older portion noticeably neglected. Sounds haunted to me. Yeah. (laughs) The first signs of this were apparent in the rickety elevator we took to the mental health facility's main lobby. Admittedly, it was a little uncomfortable going down in an elevator that likely hadn't been serviced in who knows how long. Yeah. The creaks and moans of the rusty lift only added to my growing paranoia. Oh. (laughs) Officer Ryan made small talk with the guard as we descended. The guard mentioned how the hospital was storing an overflow of oxygen tank cylinders in the old hospital storage room. He usually made rounds to make sure that the tanks weren't compromised. During one of his rounds, he claimed to have seen who he referred to as the hermit eating a dead mouse. Is this like the man? Yeah. Like the guy is just eating a dead mouse? The one who sits on the ceiling and scales the wall naked. Oh my god. It also sounds like they're in the basement, I believe, right? Which makes it extra creepy. Yeah, it says that you said they descended, right? Yeah, and it said that it was oh, built yeah. on top of the old hospital, oh, the new God. hospital. So I hate that. Yeah, very creepy. That makes sense for like storage rooms to be in the basement too. I feel like yeah. storage rooms in and of itself are like creepy places. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want Basements to be a security are creepy guard places there. too. Mm-hmm. Um, the story made my stomach churn a bit, but listening to the guard take. Com- Take comfort in Officer Ryan took my mind off the stress for a moment. I always thought it was fascinating how that guy seemed to be beloved by everyone. But when the doors opened back up to reveal a lobby that looked as though it hadn't been changed since the 60s, my stress level spiked way back up. There, what too, my dude. Patiently wait, waiting patiently was Detective Evelyn Joss. Wait, oh, she was just down there? Is this the person from the first? I think this is the person yes. from the first one. Yeah. yeah. She was just down there? Yeah. In the lobby? Just chilling there. Oh my goodness. Um, Behind her were the two officers that I usually saw accompanying the chief. 
Detective Joss's light brown hair was tied up in a bun. Her navy blue attire and dark makeup contrasted with her fair skin and soft freckles across her nose. And of course, she was scowling. Why is this a Wattpad description of her? (laughs) Um, Took you long enough to get here, Smith, she said with a very detectable level of frustration. We've already cleared the floor because of the dangerous individual. Oh, she was there to clear the floor, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm hoping that you won't make me do the rest of your job and actually assist in catching him. We can't all be track stars, Detective Joss, I joked. Plus, we seem to have made it before the heat... Before the heat death of my... Wait, I'm confused. Plus, we seem to have made it before the heat death of the the universe. So by my account, we still have plenty of time to figure this out. You're welcome. Okay, I see, I see. (laughs) Wait, I kind of love that. I might be using that later. (laughs) (laughs) She rolled her eyes and turned her attention towards Officer Ryan. Hey, Barry, how are you? Did you manage to find a new place for you and your wife? Oh, okay, so everyone's best friends with this guy. Goddamn. (laughs) Officer Ryan nodded. Actually, we did. This new set of houses just finished getting developed about six miles north of here. We're thinking about moving in. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Wait, Barry? I interjected. How didn't I know? Since when the hell are you two close? Oh, shit. <laughs> He's third wheeling. He is. He shrugged. We just talk sometimes, I guess. She's cool, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I looked back at Detective Joss with an eyebrow raised and saw a half smile as being sent back in my direction. She then turned to the security guard and said, thanks for bringing them down here, Davis. We'll take it from here. If you want to have guys waiting outside the elevator upstairs, that'd be fine. But we don't want guys interfering with anything down here. With a nod, he made his way back to the elevator and gave a simple wave as the doors closed in front of him. Wait, you want them waiting upstairs? I asked. How the hell are we going to get this guy out of here without them noticing? Is the hermit still down? Is that the hermit? Is that who they're talking about? Yeah, I believe that they're um, assuming that the hermit is still down here somewhere. I thought she cleared the floor. Well, of, like, people, patients. Oh, yeah. okay. There are patients in the basement? Yeah. That's the, a creepy place. That's the where the mental health ward is. I think if I was in a mental health ward and it was in the basement of a creepy abandoned building, I think my mental health would get so much worse. Well, the whole building isn't abandoned. It's the hospital. No, but still. I don't like <laughs> being in the basement. Yeah, I would not I'm want to be in the basement. basement. Um, where was I? Oh. Detective Joss motioned motioned for the two of us to follow her. Without a word, she led us down a dark hallway that ended with a door that had a busted exit sign hanging over it. It leads to the back of the hospital. I'm thinking we can corral him through here so that the rest of the staff doesn't see him. And then, wait, I said skeptically. This hospital is less than a mile from a major highway, and you want to just send him outside? She exhaled sharply before continuing. No. Assuming we can't kill it, we have a couple guys with trucks waiting in the back. Hopefully we can catch him and move him out of the city and into the woods somewhere to let him run off. What? Time though. Yeah. Well, remember the last I just one? Want to they just let, let him the, go. Remember the last one? They just let the thing in the house. The woman. Oh, true. In the house. But still, what? Yeah. We won't have much time though. Apparently, Chief has seen this guy before, and he's somewhat of an escape artist. Best we can hope for is out of sight, out of mind. But what if he like goes to another place and causes a yeah. ruckus? Out of sight, out of mind. I scoffed. Glad we're looking out for the people. <laughs> she shrugged. This guy gets me. Yeah. She shrugged. Yeah, well, I'd love to do more too, but we're not monster fighters. Just feels empty. Call the Winchesters, my dude. Like, what? Honestly. <laughs> um, Detective Joss went on to explain how the hermit has a tendency to fill any enclosed space. When exposed to the outside, he'd likely dive right back for the empty truck. Okay. So he wants to be 
in somewhere, I suppose. How did they know that about him, though? Well, he said that the chief had run into him. Oh, um, right. So I'm guessing. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Um, from there, she gave us a tour of the old hospital. There wasn't much to see. Everything was confined to a small floor. We started with the main reception and living area. To its right was a sliding glass door leading to the terrace, and straight ahead, three hallways. The hallway furthest to the left led down to the patient rooms behind a locked door. The hallway in the middle contained the security station and a few more unseparated rooms further down. The last hallway was the most interesting. At first glance, all you'd see is a few locked doors that you could easily pass off as simple janitorial closets and a water fountain. Thinking back on the conversation I overheard Officer Ryan having with the security guard, the door at the end of the hallway provided the most intrigue. Inside, I found a number of oxygen tanks stacked on top of each other with other miscellaneous items surrounding them. Is this the room where he was eating the dead mouse? Yeah. <laughs> well, oxygen itself isn't flammable for those that don't know. It can be incredibly dangerous near flammable materials. Not to get too much into the science, but as an oxidizer, it can cause an existing fire to spread much faster. Chemistry. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. the real horror here, honestly. <laughs> Um, not to mention the fact that one pressurized tank exploding due to a rupture could cause some damage. 10 to 20 of them could be catastrophic. Feel free to correct me on the science, but either way, this certainly didn't jive with OSHA standards. (laughs) Love it. Um, not only that, but there seemed to be a small hole in the ceiling. A point of entrance, perhaps? I snapped a couple pictures on my phone. I informed Officer Ryan and Detective Joss about my discovery, but they both largely brushed me off. Huh. Alright, that's good be a bad move in the future yeah i feel like that's a bit of foreshadowing yeah (laughs) um our joss began barry i want you to be at the before she could finish a voice that i assumed belonged to know belonged to one of the officers assigned to watch over us came through her radio supposedly he had heard a loud noise coming from the terrace and when he went to go investigate he saw someone sitting outside we dashed back to the main hall and found the same officer standing by the terrace door Detective Joss went over to speak with him, but I could all I could focus on was the figure sitting in the fetal position outside. Um, though he had a large frame, he was skinny with a distended stomach. His head was probably twice as large as an average human head, but most of that seemed to be from his massive forward-hanging brow. His scowl accentuated deep wrinkles, and thin, stringy eyes fell over beady eyes that were aimed at us with a deep-seated hatred. Oh my god. Horrifying. Terrifying. This yep. entire time I was picturing him as, like, you know, the, the guy from The Lord of the Rings who... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my precious, that one. Yeah. Little... But I guess he's, like, big. Uh, yeah. That sounds like it. Interesting. Um, yet, despite the disturbing look, he seemed to be otherwise human. It was hard not to wonder what this whole song and dance was for. Yes, trespassing is a crime, but evacuating an entire wing of the hospital and bringing us in here for one human man? It was odd. This could have easily been handled by a couple of patrol officers. Okay, Wait, didn't they say that his head like, was, like, twice as hev- big as a human head as well? Yeah. Like, it doesn't that, seem like he's it human. It also says, but that seems to be from his massive forward-hanging brow. So I think, like, oh. he just has, like, a large forehead. Oh. Um, but still, you're right. He was on the ceiling. Yeah, he was climbing up the wall. <laughs> That's not a thing a human could do. <laughs> no. Um, I could tell Officer Ryan was feeling the same way, but Detective Joss was on edge. When she finally came over to talk, I almost laughed in her face. This the guy, huh? I said with a smirk. Possibly homeless. The man obviously needs help, but we brought out all of this just for him? She wasn't having it. Do not underestimate this man, Smith. I want you both sharp when we approach. The means he, the means we prepared at fire, 
oh sorry that means i can i can obviously read that means be prepared to fire at a moment's notice i scoffed are you serious i've seen a lot of fucked up shit as of late i understand when there's a threat but i'm not going to assume crazy until i see crazy do you know how bad it would look if we came at an obviously unarmed drawn for the heinous crime of sitting can you imagine if one of us accidentally shot the guy i mean points points facts <laughs> yeah officer ryan followed you guys haven't technically seen him do anything wild right no reports of threat no reports of threats of, or him actually assaulting anyone sure the trespassing is bad but he was just sitting there if he went to the media about these cop three cops pulling guns on him without real provocation it's gonna look real bad she shook her head look i'm not i've done this enough to know I understand where you're coming from, but I'm telling you that split-second difference between unholstering your weapon and firing could be the difference between life and death. If he turns out to be just a guy, then who's gonna believe? Okay, this is, um, I, I really feel the, the, um, kind of theme he goes with, with, like, the parallels to real life, you know? Yeah, I'm really getting that, too. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, like, it, it, it's a lot about what's really happening right now, mm-hmm. and I feel like that makes it even more, like, Scared. chilling. No, I nearly shouted. That's absolutely not the standard we set. We are, or at least, we should be better than that. I've heard the stories too, but we can't make assumptions like that until we have the facts. Everyone went silent for a moment. The tension in the air between Detective Detective Joss and me was palpable. In his usual fashion, Officer Ryan attempted to ease the situation. So, uh, two beats one? My math is usually pretty bad, but I'm pretty sure you win. So, yay? No guns? (laughs) (laughs) love it (laughs) fine detective joss said through clenched teeth before calling over the officer she was speaking with earlier murray take a position where our friend can't see you if anything happens then you shoot to fucking kill we could at least agree to that i took a point on the approach i took point on the approach with my hand over my taser officer ryan did the same to my right while detective joss stood at my left with her hand hovering near her gun When we opened the terrace door, there was a tangible feeling that we weren't wanted. The man didn't move a muscle or say a word, but it was as if his very presence was telling us to leave. Admittedly, I got a little choked up in trying to speak with him. Unfortunately, Officer Ryan didn't pick up on the hostile atmosphere and made the mistake of being the first to communicate. Hey man, we got a call about you being here, and the hospital staff has informed us that they'd like you to leave the premises. If you need us to get you some clothes or take you somewhere, we'd love to have... No, the hermit's gravelly voice left us stunned for a moment. The sound seemed to boom, but it appeared as though he was barely putting any force behind his words. I looked over to Detective Joss for a moment and found myself mimicking her, my hand now firmly placed over my gun. I was slowly becoming aware that maybe this guy wasn't human, and that I had made a grave mistake insisting that we now come at him without guns. I took Officer Ryan it took Officer Ryan a moment to regain his composure. He let out a nervous laugh and tried continuing. I uh Sorry, look, we can't really take no for an answer here. If the hospital staff wants you gone, then you gotta go. We'd really prefer if you'd just work with us here to make it ease. No, his voice boomed again. This is my fucking home. Before I could even process what happened, he sprang forward with incredible speed. One moment he was sitting on the ground, the next he was rolling around on the floor with Officer Ryan beating his face raw. Oh my god. Detective Joss already had her gun out, but I knew she wouldn't get a clear shot without risking shooting Officer Ryan. Instinctively, I yelled, don't shoot, while I dived for the hermit, tackling him to the concrete. Not only was the strength immense, it felt like his whole body was covered in some sort of oil that prevented me from getting a good grip. 
I kind of felt for him for like a second there when he was like, "This is my home," but then he just immediately started attacking. Yeah, me. I was like, "Never mind." Not great. <laughs> um, I had done some wrestling in my youth, but I was utterly unprepared for the grappling match that ensued. Eventually, he found his way on top, and I could see his massive hands about to swing down when a loud bang rang out. Rang out, sorry. And then another, and then another. Suddenly, I felt a river of pus wash over my wash over my face. Ew. Then the pressure of him sitting on my chest lifted. I hoped to whatever deity may or may not be out there that Detective Joss had killed him. I received no such relief when I heard that same booming voice command that we leave his home immediately. Looking up, I caught him squirming his way into a vent that led back into the building. Oh my god. Those Isn't he both... big, though? How is he fitting into a vent? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's skinny? I don't know. Oh, he's a, oh, I think he's, like, skinny. tall and skinny. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> don't like it either um those whereabouts were absolutely concerned my immediate attention was drawn to my bloody partner lying just a few feet away i scrambled to his side and the damage was apparent cuts bruises missing teeth and a severely broken nose all he was doing was trying to help my goodness damn it i shouted eveline help me get him to his feet we managed to get Officer Ryan back inside and hand him off to Officer Murray to be taken upstairs and helped by the hospital staff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's good that they're already in the hospital. Oh, true. <laughs> it burned me up inside that I couldn't go with him. It was my call to go in without guns, squarely trained on the hermit. Because of that stupid decision, Officer Ryan could have easily received permanent dam- brain damage and likely would need plastic surgery. Yikes. We had a job to do. But it was hard not to wallow in my own foolishness. Detective Joss was kind enough to give me some space and allow me to come to her. It took a few minutes to get myself back together. I found herself waiting outside, smoking a cigarette. Since when are you a smoker? I asked. She flicked ashes and blew out a bit of smoke. I'm not. At least... But the more I go on these cases, the more I find myself lighting up one or two to help me think. Or just deal with the... You know. She turned towards me. Yeah. And held out a lighter. I'm trying to stop, so here. I don't have I don't have another one, so as long as you have it, I can't smoke. I accepted the gift gift is in quotation marks <laughs> and leaned next to her against the wall. You're gonna find that thing and fill its body full of lead, right? She shook her head. I know you want revenge for what that it did to Barry, trust me. I've been there where you're at before. But that's not gonna work. The hell do you mean it won't work? He bled or pus like a stuffed pig when he shot. Ew! <laughs> yeah. Between us two and the officer on standby, we easily have enough ammo to put him down. If not, then we go get bigger guns. Two of us. Officer Zhang there needs to guard the elevator. Besides, I think the shock of the moment made you miss something, Smith. I had to be within, what, 20 feet of him? I shot the bastard three times with my service pistol. Three close shots. I was there, and... And after the pus stopped leaking, no wound. What? This information froze me. I... I don't understand. He was obviously hurt. How could there be no wound? She shrugged. You never, you ever heard of self-healing fabrics? You can puncture them, but they fix the hole right after. The bullets definitely couldn't tell that by looking at him. If you stand right up after three hollow bullet point, oh, sorry, after three hollow point bullets to the head, how much damage do you really think they could have done? I think the most going in guns blazing would serve is to annoy him. We need a legitimate solution. That was tough to hear. I wanted revenge for my friend, and I was finally sure that we had a way to kill a horror just this one time. It took me a moment, but I knew I had to resolve myself towards a different method. Okay, so what do we do then? Original plan, she said, placing a hand on my shoulder. I wanted Barry to operate the security station, but with him gone, I'll have to do it. 
keep your radio on and I'll tell you where on the floor I see him. If we can chase him around until he goes to the door leading to the trucks, then we should be okay. Kind of like leading a fly out the window. Admittedly, I thought it was a horrible plan. <laughs> it I seems like a horrible plan. Yeah. I don't think there's a good plan in this situation, though, because, like, yeah. what if you can't kill him, what do you do with him? You can't stay there, but, like, oh my god. It really seems like he's just gonna attack the main guy, and then the main guy's gonna die, and then it's just gonna be Detective Joss. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't do that. I really kind of like the main guy. Well, there's a part four, so. Okay. I think the main guy lives. <laughs> Alright. Um... I understood the general concept, but playing high-stakes hide-and-seek with a super hermit sounded like a pretty dangerous proposition. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> no, it does. Um, that danger made itself immediately present at the edge of the hallway. At the end of the hallway. Sorry, oh my god, I can't speak tonight. Um, with the security station. Oh, nice. I, I hate that. I my gun in his direction and ordered him to stay still. He never broke eye contact as he spoke. You two are intruders in my home. You will leave or be punished. I will defend my property. There was a pause, and I shit you not, the fucker started climbing the wall like gravity was um, original and slipped into another vent. What? The apparent breaking of physics didn't seem to bother Detective Joss in the slightest. As soon as he was gone, she went to work pulling up the security cameras. Once she got everything up, she reiterated the plan. Follow her directions and lead him out of the building. We knew that bullets could at least make it feel pain, and the threat of that should be enough to corral him towards the truck. She remarked about how simple it was, and at first I thought she may be right. The second you say it's going to be easy, it's mm-hmm. not going to be easy. She it shouldn't have said be. that. It took some time, but eventually we saw movement in the hallway containing the patient's rooms. This was it. As I walked towards my destination, pistol aimed straight forward, I couldn't shake the growing feeling that this would be the furthest thing from simple. Because it's not going to be simple. Mm-mm. I feel like they should just, like evacuate the basement and just let it live there i think that's yeah (laughs) that seems like a good plan just pretend the basement like has some i don't know asbestos or something yeah asbestos in it yeah but just the basement (laughs) yeah everywhere else is perfectly safe (laughs) or like lead paint or something i don't know Mm I mean, um, it wants to stay there. Just let it stay there. Yeah, I feel like it won't be leaving, and if it stays there, it won't attack. And it hasn't attacked anyone. Right, yeah, it's just been well, creepy. and less provoked, I suppose. That's, yeah, I think the only time that we've ever heard of it attacking someone was when they, like, came in it came in and were like, you need to leave. Yeah, because they had and patients. And scared, yeah. Except for seeing a naked man crawl up the wall, which is... A little traumatizing. A little <laughs> But I mean, maybe like make a deal with him. Be like, you stay here in the basement. You eat your dead mice. Like that's all good. Just don't come upstairs. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, let's see how this plan turns out. Okay. Um, making my way through the door, my surroundings. Inside the patients' rooms were open. Wait, sorry. Inside the patients' rooms were open and situated on the right. Simultaneously, there was a mini kitchen, small television, and nurses' desk. All in a small area on the opposite side. A lot That's kind of compa- cute. Yeah, it's a cute little area. Um, a lot to be compacted into an ugly-looking hallway, but ultimately empty. I'm not seeing anything, I said on my radio. Did he change locations? Negative. He ducked behind the nurse's station up to your left, likely setting up an ambush, she replied. Is it really an ambush if it's, like, one person, though? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I methodically walked towards the counter, being sure to keep my back towards the rooms. My heart thumped in my chest, and sweat started to form on my brow. My mind was becoming flooded with all the ways that this could go wrong. 
When I was level with the desk, I took a deep breath and pivoted towards the desk's entrance, screaming for that ugly bastard to get out of there. Nothing. Peeking around the corner of the nurse's station, I didn't see anything. All it took was one inquisitive step forward for him to go spring from his position inside a hollow compartment of the desk and tackle me to the ground. Ah! It seems like maybe he can, like, fit into whatever... Like if he, like, folds himself up like a contortionist or something? Yeah, maybe. I'm thinking more like that, um... You know that creature from Fantastic Beasts that just kind of, like, expanded and contracted Mm -hmm. to whatever is put in? Like, maybe, like, that, but, like, it has, like, a normal size that it can be in in an open area, but then it can just, like, shrink. I don't know. That's kind of terrifying, though. Horrifying. Truly. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, Pain in my right shoulder. His gums had dislocated from his jaw and shot forward like a goblin shark. Excuse me? Into my flesh. My screams of pain only seemed to make him bite down harder. Luckily, I managed to keep hold of the gum in my left hand and fire a couple rounds into the first thing I could find. Oh my oh, goodness. Gun. The gun, not the gun, sorry. Very, very stupid of me. <laughs> he really just, like, came out and started using his little teeth. Mm-hmm. For why? For why, sir? <laughs> no, because, like, I don't know why, like, but just the thought of, like, being attacked by a wild animal or something like that when all they have to use is their teeth like that's terrifying to me yeah like when you see bear attacks or wolf attacks or like shark attacks or whatever yeah I think it's like like you can't disarm them really yeah like it's their teeth yeah they're just eating you crazy I don't know I don't like it it makes me uncomfy um the pressure on my shoulder lifted and he reared back in pain grabbing at his gut I sprang up and used my good shoulder to ram him into an empty room and shut the door behind him. Well, can't he get out the vent? Maybe there's no vent in the room? Maybe. Um, Luckily for me, one of the few things they had upgraded in the old hospital was the doors. They appeared to be badge locked, meaning unless a staff member came to let him out, he wouldn't be going anywhere. I was hopeful that it would give me some time to develop a new strategy, but his constant banging on the door made it hard to think. Keep smashing away, I yelled. You're not getting out of there unless I want you to. Right on cue, he went silent. He inspected me for a moment and then pressed his face to the small window on the door to speak. And the only reason you'd want me out is that so you can try is that so that you can try and scare me out of my home, right? I what? Your plan, stupid man, he stated matter-of-factly. You think that you can make me abandon my home. You will run out of bullets. It will hurt me, yes. But if I stand my ground just long enough, you and your friends won't be able to hurt me. I know I can take the pain, but can you survive having your jaw ripped off? Ah! He paused to spit a yellow fluid at the glass. I'm going to hunt you down first. Horrible. Oh my god. His threat made me take a step back. He fucking knew. This whole time, we would have chased him around until the point of exhaustion, and then he would have stuck, struck. Detective Joss's voice came over the radio. Smith, I see you having contained there. Listen, you need to... He knows. What? He knows the plan. We need to try something else. I've got him locked up here, but I... Smith. Look down and get the hell out of there. Confused, I did as I was told and saw oh two God. thin fingers oh being slide out from under the door. Oh Soon after, God. his hand followed. I didn't have much time to think. Oh I my God. the exit and shut the door behind me. Glancing back through the window and the door, I could see his arm and see his arm had already made it through. Maddie, that's the most horrifying thing you've ever said in your entire life. Oh my God. <laughs> You're welcome. So yeah, it sounds like he can just kind of like slide into space <laughs> I'm not okay I will never recover <laughs> you're welcome 
Um, three options. The exit? He's no, he simply would follow me outside. I could run towards Detective Joss. He would at least we could at least hurt him together. But if this guy was basically a living bullet sponge, then we'd both eventually be defenseless, which left one real option. The beginnings of a plan I didn't entirely trust started to form in my head. Another quick glance back showed I was almost out of time. He was pulling his legs out from under the door, and I knew he'd be getting right behind, right for me. Why? I got on the radio. Detective Joss, he's coming towards your location. He wants revenge for that gunshot earlier. Take a position outside by the truck. She replied with a simple copy, just in the nick of time. The man was free and barreling towards the door. I sprinted towards the open storage closet. Three of my steps must have been equal to one of his, because I could hear him closing the distance with lightning speed. Stop, I hate it. Oh, yeah. Despite the pain, I opted to dive for the opening, spinning around as I landed and shooting a warning shot in his direction to hopefully slow him down. It did the trick. The bullet missed, but I knew he didn't want to take unnecessary damage. He ducked behind a water fountain, leaving me enough time to get to my feet. Pull out the lighter Detective Joss had given me and point my gun to one of the oxygen tanks. Oh, boy. That that was foreshadowing. Yep. Oh, it really was. Hey, you bastard. Get out of here. He raised up slowly and walked towards me. He was ruby red, and I could tell from the look on his face that he was absolutely livid. You stupid man. You've put yourself in a corner. I'm not afraid of a little fire. I spat on the ground. I don't give a damn about a little fu- A lot of flammable shit in here, though. Don't you think? What do you think happens if I start shooting oxygen tanks while I have this flame lit? Admittedly, I wasn't sure if the science was correct, but my bluff seemed to make him take pause. What do you plan to do? He said cautiously. You're obviously an intelligent guy, more intelligent than a lot of things I've dealt with, so let me put this in terms you'll understand. Oxygen tank plus bullet plus fire equals boom. So when boom happens in an old space with flammable stuff, well, I don't know if you can survive a fiery explosion, but it doesn't matter because your precious home won't. He's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that is. No, he shouted, throwing his hands forward. You'll die too. You wouldn't want this. Not, not to my home. He's partially correct. I wouldn't risk hurting the people in the hospital if this crazy plan would have even worked. Oh, that's true. It probably would have collapsed the hospital, right? Oh, yeah, because this is the basement. If you, like, take out the foundation, yeah. it would be pretty bad. Um, but that didn't matter so long as he believed I would. I don't give a damn about your home. Either you kill me or the explosion does. Honestly, I think I prefer this death over whatever the hell you'd do. You know, honestly, I can't I can't say I would say something different in that situation. Yeah. He's already threatened to rip his jaw off, and that sounds yeah. quite worse. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it'd be way more satisfying to know that you don't get shit after this. I squeeze my finger on the trigger just a bit. Just, you take another step closer, and I swear to the universe... Stop, he screamed. Don't destroy my home. What do you want? Look, I'm a fair guy. There are some new empty houses six miles north of here. I'm not sure how you'd plan to get there. Wait, is that the place that Officer yeah. Ryan wants to move to? I believe these are. this is the new houses. Oh my god. I hope he's not actually planning on doing that or else this poor, poor other guy has had an even worse day than he had before. That would be also that would be pretty bad if he just like moves into one of the houses and like their entire neighborhood just has to deal with the hermit. I mean, I would assume that they like would just close off the neighborhood, you know. I guess, or, or maybe just the property value would go way down and people would be buying cheap houses. That's true. This is true. All right, um, there are some new em- empty houses six miles north of here. I'm not sure how you'd plan to get there, but they're empty. So let's make a deal. You can't have this home, but maybe you find yourself one over there. You do that, and we'll leave you to your own devices. He contemplated my offer. I go there, and you stay away from my new home? 
I nod in response. Seconds passed in silence. The sense that I would have to readjust for my bluff seemed to become more real every moment. But eventually, after what felt like minutes of tension, the hermit took off in the other direction without a word. I took the most enormous sigh of relief I've had in my life and flopped onto the ground, grabbing at my shoulder. The pain seemed to be coming on more intense now. Detective Joss's voice came through the radio. Smith, we saw him come outside, but the little shit went down a storm drain on the sidewalk. Oh, that's Ew. creepy. Ew. Like know the why clown thought... from It? Yeah. I don't know why I thought that he would just run there in the open, and that would be less creepy than sliding down the storm drain, but that is horrifying. Both of them are equally horrifying, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. If I saw him running through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. I would hate that. If mm-hmm. I saw him slithering through the storm drains, I would also <laughs> hate that. Yeah. Um, eventually, I had to fill Detective Joss and the Chief in on our conversation. She was displeased that I essentially just shifted the problem somewhere else and absolutely livid that I changed the plan without telling her. But ultimately, she was proud of me. Wait, wasn't her plan to also just shift the problem somewhere else? Um, yeah, I feel like it was. Because didn't she, wasn't she like, oh, we maybe, we're just going to let it out into the woods somewhere? Maybe she was mad that he like shifted it to a place that wasn't like already abandoned. Like maybe she was going to put it like, you know, um. somewhere that like it wouldn't have to run into people again true okay yes that makes sense um the chief was more out- outwardly appreciative of my big- oh my god sorry my brain and my mouth are not connected today <laughs> <laughs> um the chief was more outwardly appreciative of my quick thinking this way we knew exactly where he'd be and we could prepare for his presence and dealing with him in an empty house seemed far more ideal than dealing with him in a full hospital all right that's fair truth yeah Despite all I had been through and the loose ends to still tie up, there was still one thing at the forefront of my mind. By the time I finished everything with the chief and the hospital staff, Officer Ryan had already had a room, but I wasn't allowed to see him, at least not officially. I snuck past most of the staff to get to Officer Ryan's room. The ones that saw me didn't ask too many questions given my badge. He was in rough shape and had already been put on some heavy drugs, but he was at least coherent, which was an excellent sign. Officer Ryan, er, Barry, I began. Look, I'm sorry, man. I messed up. I should have known the danger and had us prepared, and all he could muster was weak shh. The gauze and swelling made it hard for him to talk, the words coming out a bit muffled. I can only imagine how hard it was for him to find the energy, but he fought through the pain and simply said, Don't blame yourself, man. You did the right thing. He did do the right thing. He did. I nodded and bent down to put my hand on his shoulder. Knowing I should let him rest, I began to take, make my way outside, but a weak call stopped me at the door. What's up? I asked, spinning around. Don't call me Barry, man. It's weird as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. I was trying to be respectful, you blonde bastard, but alright, Officer Ryan it is. I replied, smiling. He gave me a thumbs up. Knowing he'd be okay, I finally moved my way outside. The night had been awful, and I was more than ready to go home and sleep off the trauma. Sleep off the trauma? (laughs) Can you do that? I, personally, I can't, but hey. Maybe he can. Whatever floats his boat. I don't know. Um, this is why I was less than thrilled to see a hospital staff member running after me in the parking lot. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, this is um, a, little, a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman looked to be in her late 20s, maybe early 30s. She was on the shorter side with dark brown hair. Her badge signified that she was a nurse working at the mental health hospital, which immediately suggested that this would be another situation where someone would ask questions I really didn't want to have to answer. I didn't even get the chance for a proper greeting before she was standing in front of me. You were one of the officers dealing with that guy from earlier, right? 
she asked in an accusatory tone. Accusatory? I, Didn't he get him out of there? Yeah. I was, I was, yes. Did you need something? She looked at me like I was crazy. Did I need something? Are you serious? You know what went down in there and you're just going to play it off? Not exactly sure what you're referring to, but if you have information you'd like to share, I can give you my bullshit, she shouted while pointing a finger at my face. You don't think I know about that man in the old hospital? A human man that scales vertical walls and fits into the tiny spaces a child couldn't make it through. Or that fucking voice of his? Your chief comes through and says he was just a homeless man living in the building and expects us to believe it? They played it off as a homeless man? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Damn. they can't really tell the truth. That would be but, like, people scary. saw him on the ceiling. This is true. Oh, yeah, the security, the poor, like, security guard who saw him scale the wall. That's horrifying. Yeah. I, no, they didn't believe me when I said I saw him. Do you know how terrifying it is to have that thing stare at you from down the hall just inside the camera's blind spot only to disappear when you go and get help? Literally horrifying. I yeah, not. Oh, my yeah. God. Mm-mm. She knew. I wasn't going to convince her that what she saw was normal by any realistic metric. But still, I needed to know where exactly she was going with this. I agree that what you saw was strange, ma'am, but I'm sure there's a rational explanation for all of this. With him in custody, we'll eventually find these answers. But what good does telling me all this do do you? She scoffed. What good does it do me? Depends. Getting national media attention for a fucking monster stalking our hospital could bring you some solace. Especially if I knew the police lying about what they saw were grilled by every major outlet in the world. Or you could tell me just what the hell is going on. I knew I couldn't lie my way out of this. The only thing I could really do, um, sorry, the only thing I could really think to do was try and divert the conversation. You know, storing a bunch of oxygen tanks in an unsafe manner is definitely a breach of OSHA standards. <laughs> I think the news would be far more interested in that than a <laughs> monster story. I waved my phone in her face to emphasize my point, especially with evidence. Oh my gosh. He really threw know. OSHA into this, didn't he? People might be more interested in a monster story, but like, all right, bud. <laughs> Um, but this didn't phase her in the slightest. You think I care? That security guard is a ni- 19-year-old kid. Oh, poor, poor guy. Oh my god. He um, was 19 and he had to deal with that? Yeah. Don't you think I could convince him to pull up the footage from today? Oh god. Well, now they're just gonna put him through more. Oh god. <laughs> Hell, I'm sure he'd love to be on TV to say what he's seen. And he's not the only one. Yeah, the oxygen tanks look bad. But what do you really think is gonna be a bigger story? Yeah, she's, she's pretty right. Yeah, she is right. Um, why push this? Why do you want to know so badly? Because, she shouted again, my sister is a patient at the old hospital. What if he had hurt her? What if he had hurt my co-workers or more, me? I think as someone directly involved, I deserve to at least know. She took no, a breath. No, facts. I feel like yeah. she should deserve, like, especially if, like, you're, you're there and you saw it. Like, yeah. I feel like you deserve to know. This is true. No one likes to be kept in the dark like that. Mm-mm. She took a moment to breathe. I'll make this easier. You tell me, and I promise, I won't speak a word of it to anyone else. Just please, tell me what's happening. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. I feel like they should, like, tell the staff, like, you can't tell anyone this, but, like, yeah. this is real. And honestly, even if the staff did try to tell someone else who didn't experience it that, I feel like they wouldn't necessarily believe them, because that's a wild story. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't I know like if I would believe someone safe. who said that to me. Yeah. I feel like that's a completely safe thing to do, to just debrief them. Yeah. Honestly, at that point, I was done. Emotionally exhausted, physically hurt, and just so fed up with the lies. Who the hell was I to hide something like that? Why should I have to pretend that what we saw was normal, or that it wasn't out there waiting for someone else to hurt? We're not monster hunters. I get it. But is telling the truth too much to ask? Or at least my version of the truth? At least this one time? 
That night, I made the decision to tell her. I swore her to secrecy, but I informed her about everything. Honestly, I think it ended up being catharsis for me more than anything. But I'd like to think we both walked away feeling better, or at least with a greater understanding. She didn't thank me, not that she needed to. She was owed my truth. Everyone was. And as she walked away, I reflected on what I had done. The fact that there was so much more we still didn't know. More monsters, more secrets, more things hidden just outside of what we, of where we can see. I can only hope that she used that knowledge to protect herself. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. there's a little author's note at the end. I thank you all for giving your time to another one of my stories. I only have a couple more for you. Aww. So hopefully you stick with me through those last two. As always, stay safe, everyone. That's cute. Damn. Well, that was another wild one. I really, I really do. I don't want to say, well, I do want to, I, I like the way that he ties in, like, real things but not in an obvious way you know what yeah. I mean like you gotta kind of look for them but it's it's definitely there mm-hmm. I agree completely and also his writing is really good I feel like he definitely like, mm-hmm. pulls you into the world mm-hmm. um, he's also terrifying like oh, that yeah. whole thing I think honestly that's the, the whole like every single creepypasta we've done I think the most horrifying thing that I've ever heard is when he was inside that locked room and then was like coming out from under the door mm-hmm. I think that's like genuinely the most horrifying thing that I've ever heard in creepy pasta yeah. especially when he said like he was pulling his legs out from under the door oh god oh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but like so good yeah <laughs> like really good. good yeah yeah I I definitely like this author yeah I really like this He's author here let me get his twitter handle up uh, just a second it is um at brian is the king um b-r-y-a-n on twitter and yeah yeah he's great he permission to read his stories which is amazing and thank you to brian pretty great author also that quote at the beginning yeah i, I really like that i really like that too i think it really framed the whole story too like oh, came back sure. at the end mm-hmm. yeah like the connection Mm-hmm. It was like I could tell you my story, but it's just like my truth or whatever. Yeah, really good. Yeah, damn. So okay. damn, yeah. That was good. Thank you. That was really good. Thank you, Brian Young, for allowing us to use your story. That's amazing. Oh, um. Oh, I get to start with life updates, yeah, don't I? You get to start this week. Nice. Um, I wish I had a life update to share with you when I just start <laughs> this week. I actually don't have anything. No. Oh, I have one thing. I went to Kohl's today and I got a set of hoop earrings because I have three oh, piercings. Yeah. And I've, I'm so excited. I've had studs on forever. And I love the aesthetic of hoops, but all my hoops are like the ones that stick out at the end. Like it's like a, like they're not sleeper hoops. And mm-hmm. I found sleeper hoops and I'm so excited. Nice. I think they looked really cute. She sent me a picture earlier. I did. I was so excited about them. I literally saw them in the store and I was like, oh my god, I need them. And my mom was like, you have so many earrings. And I was like, yes, but I need these ones. I know. Whenever my mom, I buy earrings around my mom, she like roasts me because I literally never wear earrings. Like you at least wear your earrings. But like, (laughs) if I see a cute pair, I want to buy them, but I will literally never wear them. Sometimes you just need to have a collection of things. Honestly. Like, I collect snow globes, and that's, like, they don't do anything. They just sit there. You should do that for earrings. I will. I'll tell my mom that. (laughs) Nice. Love it. Do you have a life update for us? Um, 
Well, I went to the Cape over the weekend with one of my friends. She has a house down there, so that's fun. That sounds so cute. Um, nice little vacation. Yeah, but it looks I just so got nice. home and absolutely spilled one of my plants on the ground. So, oh my god, gotta vacuum that up. <laughs> Is your plant okay? Well, it was one that my brother gave to me to take care of while he's on his road trip, and it was literally already dead when he gave it to me. So, like, oh my god, was it his plant? It was either his or his girlfriend's, but oh, yeah, no. it was absolutely deceased. Um, so oh, it's mostly god. just dirt on my ground, right on the carpet right now. Oh, that's so upsetting. So it's really fun. I'm so sorry. And I'm excited for that. <laughs> Your poor plant. Your brother's for- poor plant. I forgot about it while we were recording, and then I looked over and saw it, and I was like, damn. <laughs> Shit, there's dirt on the carpet. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> so, yeah, hoping that it'll just vacuum up nice and easy. Yeah, Except I I'll do have, have to let the too. vacuum up two flights of stairs. So. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a vacuum in your basement. It is. It is in my basement. Oh, that's such a big rip. Big, big rip. So yeah, that's it for me. Thank you for the update. Um, okay. I'm going to make you do more speaking and do your little spiel. Oh, right. I almost forgot about my little spiel. I love not having to speak in this episode. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> your voice is going to be like sore tomorrow and mine is all well rested and everything. Hey, that's usually me, so no worries. <laughs> um... You can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. Follow us, like our photos, DM us, and from our profile, you can email us. Email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us thoughts on stories we have covered, or stories you want us to cover, or little life updates of your own. Or creepypastas that we should read. Yes. And by we, I mean Maddie. Or creepypasta authors that you like as yes, well. Yes, not too. Um, we also have a Twitter, which is um, Gr- Podcast Grim, and a Facebook. Oh my god. Facebook, which is Grim Podcast. And other than that, just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week for some. I can't remember what it was. It's either going to be true crime or paranormal. It's going to be one of the two. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll <laughs> happen. And it's either going to be from here or from Europe. I have no idea what it is yet. Going to be a story. It will, it will be something that I will be saying <laughs> to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, stay safe, stay healthy. Bye. Bye.